You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Hi, everybody. Hello. First Hi. of all, I know you guys are so used to seeing our beautiful faces if you watch us on YouTube, but Manny and I have decided that we will only be blessing you with videos when we have cool, interesting people on. It's too much pressure to be on camera. What is yeah. your... It is. Right. Well, for me, it is. I have to, like, look presentable. I think it's pointless because, um, you know, you guys want to hear us. You don't need to be seeing us. We got we got radio faces. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm Nikki Trends. What's going on, folks? I'm Manny Oso. Anyway, we are going to get right to it. So, me and Manny were having a very interesting conversation about Star Wars. Um, I personally have only watched some of the movies because Manny made me. Yeah. But you are a Star Wars fan. That's pretty Definitely. Sick. Definitely. I'm a big fan of the the lore, the stories, the uh, artistry, and, you know, the, 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 the project itself, you know? Everybody's got their opinions on them. What was your favorite Star Wars trilogy pack? And this is where people start to hate me, <laughs> but I actually kind of prefer watching the prequel trilogy. Not that I have a problem with the other one. The one with Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Anakin's story, yes. Not Luke's story, yes. The, one, a, the trilogy that, the one that everybody, everyone hated. Yes. Like Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I actually like it. And I... And not everybody agrees with me, but I feel like it's a part of the story that had to be told in order to understand what's going on in Luke's story. Because they, they tell a lot of background... You know about the whole world they you know set the scene and they tell you what's up with Anakin so it's necessary okay fast forward to the last three batch that just came out yeah what were your thoughts on them so I have to admit I saw the movies the first time around um, when they were available for me to watch um, just to get through them because I wanted to watch them, but I missed the whole theater experience with them, so I didn't get the whole Star Wars feeling. But when I watch them, I you, you can't help but read on some of the stuff that goes on up online with it. Uh, I enjoyed them. I thought they they were good stories. I particularly liked the fact that they were including more. Uh, diverse people, and it's something we're gonna get into. But so you're refer- you're talking about. Let's set the scene, right? Yeah. So it was 2015? 15? 15, 16, 17, 17? Yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. Uh, Star Wars number six. six. Seven. 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 So this is seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine. Okay. Um, and this is what I remember in the movie theater, waiting for the for, waiting for the movie to start. Star Wars preview comes out. All yeah. you see is desert, sand for miles. Like a year before the movie comes out. You see a stormtrooper. Yeah. And the most pivotal point in Star Wars history, the star trooper, the stormtrooper takes his helmet off and boom, it's a black guy. And whether you admit this or not to yourself, the truth is that's a big deal. And the guy who played the stormtrooper was none other than John... Boyega? Yes, John Bo- Boydega? Boyega. Boyega. Boyega? <laughs> You're so Boyega. Boyega. Yeah, it's English, right? <laughs> yes. He hails from Ni- from Nigerian immigrant parents, but yeah. he grew up in London. Um, 
So he was like... The he, first face. The first face that you see of this new trilogy. Um, I'm not a big Star Wars nerd, but I knew that one, stormtroopers never take off their helmets. They don't. So one, the fact that he took off his helmet, huge. Huge deal. Two, you're talking about a franchise that is 43 years old, and this is besides Samuel L. Jackson, besides the guy who played uh, Lando, Lando Lakes? <laughs> Lando Lakes. Uh, Lando. Lando. You see John Boyega, who's a black man in a stormtrooper suit, take off his... Now, and, that's and, a really big deal, pop and I mean, culturally. From what you're also saying, just the trade, and the reason we bring this up is because I mean, you can ask any Star Wars fan. This is a major deal when it came out. But when you sit there and you're in the theater and you're watching these trailer coming attractions, and you see and green, um, green highlighted lettering, Lucasfilm. Soon as you see that, there is nothing else in your mind except Star Wars. So anybody in the theater, first time watching that trailer, thinking, oh shit, it's the Star Wars trailer. And John Boydega is the first face you see. And that, again, it's a big deal that there's a colored person as a stormtrooper. Because Samuel L. Jackson played some kind of Jedi. He played a Jedi. A Jedi master council member. Uh, Billy D. Williams played... A hustler, a, um, a thief, a... Um, he, like, stole a pirate, basically. And now we have... And that's two black people that are in... In 43 years... And now we have... They've only had three major black... Characters. So this guy, this time around, he's playing. Um, let's take the de- let's take the the Star Wars part out of it. Um, he's playing an ex a military AWOL who decides uh, he no longer wants to be part of the war. He no longer wants to be part of the dark side, um, and he wants to go away and run off. Um, and which is a story you can see on a lot of different movies too. Absolutely, you know, read, even read in movies, life. So, yeah, in, the exactly, in life, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's where when you start seeing the the, the in the theater the trailer in your head, you're thinking, oh, great, they're gonna do something pivotal. They're gonna right. change everything about it. Which they did. It's gonna be great. And then you see him holding the lightsaber, and you're like, oh, awesome. There's gonna be a, a other than Sam Jackson. They're making the next Jedi a black guy. That's awesome. This is great. And then the movie comes out. <laughs> Ta-da! It was Ta-da. Lady. Gotcha. <laughs> you bought the ticket, didn't you? <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Again, again, for someone who's not a Star Wars geek, um, and I say that with the most yeah. loving of ways, it was impressive i would say for me to see that you know i'm reading and all that to see that there was one a woman jedi mm-hmm. or um is she technically a jedi um yeah uh, a spo- spoiler we're not gonna give it spoilers but yeah let's okay. just say, let's so, just she, say. so she's a whatever jedi. you want to say she is at the end that's up to you guys which has <laughs> to be a major big deal because there's not There's a lot of also, no you, Jedi ladies, right? I mean, in the prequel trilogies, you see Jedi ladies, but they don't actually have stories. You know, you have to you have to go into the expanded universe. You have to read the stories. But nobody to, got to talk about Yeah, it. nobody who actually went and bought a $12 ticket to go sit down in any of these movies 
knew what the heck was going on in the expanded universe. Right. So the reason that we're talking about this is because this very explosive... The people who bought the DVD do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll talk about DVDs later. Uh, It's 2020. Yeah. Um, The reason that we bring this up, John Boyega did an interview with British GQ. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you the uproar that it caused. Yeah. So... Let's let's think about this for a little bit. A lot of people in America don't really know unless you see his movie like Attack Attack of the Block or yeah. Star Wars. But he also partook in a Black Lives Matter protest, yeah. and he got a lot and his, with his cousin, right? Um, um, where they were putting him up on stage to speak between speakers, right? And so he, um, you know, he gave this really powerful speech, went viral. Then all of a sudden it comes out that he wasn't really happy when he was doing Star Wars. Like he he appreciates what Star Wars did for his career, but he in this interview with GQ he kind of goes into why it wasn't necessarily a, um, a great time. Yeah, which is what brought us to today's episode. Today's episode. And so when I was reading it. First of all, anybody who knows me knows, before I even read anything, I'm on Twitter, I'm on comments, I'm reading all of that first, right? Not Because I want to get a sense of what the aura is. And I gotta tell you, in reading the article, it is... is everyone took it totally out of context mm-hmm. and was not paying attention to the article. The things that he mentions about Star Wars is so minuscule compared to everything else in the article. Basically, in the article, he's when talking about how, you know, how he was raised and, like, you know, um, other movies that he worked on, other things. He, Alexander McQueen, a director that he worked with on Tackle uh, Steve Blanc, McQueen. Steve yep. McQueen. Oh, sorry. That's the other guy's a designer. Steve McQueen, the director... He actually worked with him when he did Attack of the Block, which was, like, one of the first movies that he ever did. And and he, even McQueen was just, like, blown away by him. And, and Steve McQueen makes good movies. If you've seen, uh, he also made 12 Years a Slave. So he was very, like, this guy's a star. Like, yeah. he saw this guy, he was like, this kid's a star. And soon after that, like, a lot of other directors were like, oh, my God, yeah. So he gets this role as um, Finn, mm-hmm. Stormtrooper, on Star Wars. And... Which, any, and I was explaining this to Mandy. As somebody who works in production, I have seen dreams be sold. Yeah. And I've seen the back alley deals. Yeah. And so, when I was reading this, we got, you know, we got to the part of Star Wars. And I completely could understand everything that he was saying. So, one of the quotes that he, uh, one of the things that he was basically saying was calling out Disney. Because they're like, don't set it up to be so diverse and then you take the two main characters Mm -hmm. who just happen to be white and you do so much more with them and you exclude everybody else and so he's talking about himself he's talking about Oscar damn I never get he got like two first names Oscar Isaac who plays I'm not sure where he plays what is he like um he is part of the resistance uh Poe that's his name he um and he's the pilot he that out of fortune, out of just pure luck, he happens to be captured, and the stormtrooper wants to escape. So their friendship goes from there. And then you have Ke- Kelly Tran, who played uh, Kelly Tran played as she was actually um was she on the uh, the movie about the Death Star? 
Or was she actually on this she one? Was on the, she yeah, was on this yeah, one? Yeah. Okay, so, she, so then she was the one that was a um, an X-Wing fighter. Very skilled. She was yeah. a skilled fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resistance, so, again. Good person. Asian-American. No minorities were used as bad guys in this film. <laughs> that is smart on all of them. Yes. <laughs> so one of the things that he says in the article, he says, quote, like you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley, who plays... Ray. Who is the... The new... Jedi. <laughs> the new yes, Jedi. Right? You knew what to do with Adam Driver, who... Who plays Ben Solo, Han Solo's son, Kylo Ren. And so you knew what to do with all these other people, but when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, when it came to, you know, John, Mm -hmm. when uh, you know fuck all. (laughs) So what you want me to say, you what they want you to say is, I enjoy being a part of it. It was a great experience. Nah, nah, I'll take that deal when it was a great experience. And... I understood what he meant by that. What do you think he's saying by that? So, what he's saying is, it's like, you being nominated is what's really great. I don't care if I win. Okay. And I understand that because he is... But you think he's just, he's saying that? Like, is he being... What do you mean, like sarcastic? Sarcastic about that? No, I can, I understand what he's saying. So... And me and Manny have, like, gone back and forth about this article a bunch of times. And so what I I was telling Manny was, I think that he was sold a dream, right? So think about it. The first time you see, the first time you ever hear about this movie is in this trailer where there's one person, Stormtrooper, who's black, Mm -hmm. who is... It is iconic. It is iconic. It is anything less than iconic. Yeah. It's and a major deal. It's a major deal. So I feel like he was sold this dream, right? Yeah. You know, given this whole thing. And then the back end alley deals that we were talking about was kind of like, oh, this is great for the first one. But in the second one. This is what we're really going to do. Right? It's really about. We just got to get those seats in the butt. And those so, butts in the seats. But the other end of that, what I was telling Manny was that. He is, might just be a character in what the full story is. It's always been about the Jedi. It's always been about Luke. It's, it's always Skywalker been about, story. yeah, it's always been about the dark, the dark side. It's always been that. Yeah. And so anybody who's going to be affiliated with the Starwalker family, it, the story is going to be about them and anybody else around is just extra. Yeah. Like it, you can't be. You can't be hired as a disciple in the next Jesus movie and say, <laughs> the movie's going to be about me because I'm going to be so great. Yeah. You're a disciple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're part of the story. Yeah, a major part. But it's the, there's a, already a story we're going with. So I think what happened was, sold the dream, this is what it is, and then come the other movies, you're just kind of a subplot. Yeah. And so... As somebody who works in, in production, I see that all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up. Okay. So I can understand his frustration with it because one, Adam Driver, you already knew who he was. He already had a following. This is just the icing on the cake. Because anybody knows when you make a big deal movie, you need a name attached to it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if they have a little tiny role, their name is going to be the first name you see and you're like, I like that guy. I'm going to go see it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I got to tell you, I got on what you're saying too, um... This article is actually a really perfect example of an article you need to read twice if you have bias. And Mm -hmm. my bias is, as a Star Wars fan, I did come down on the guy's throat with you in the first time. 
Then I had a chance to think about it. I had a chance to rewatch it. And I had a chance to speak to other people about it, about the subject as well. I gotta say, now I'm kind of thinking the other way around. Because the truth is, we as an audience were also sold something <laughs> that didn't happen. No, absolutely. And so, you know, when I speak to other people, um, other Star Wars fans, other fans of films in general, the, the, the consensus is that they sold us, the fans, a story of a new Jedi. And he's... If you take away the Jedi story, Finn's story is just a guy trying to get a girl. Uh, that's it. He's just trying to save Rey. And that's it. He sees her and he falls in love with her. Like, we don't really know if it's love or it's like a camaraderie thing. But it's like, oh, I got to get all. I'm only doing the, the whole the whole resistance is trying to take down the new Death Star to save the universe from tyranny. I'm just trying to get the girl. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a stormtrooper. But listen, when you go and watch there. the movie because of the trailer, you're like, he's important he's important he's the next he's like the chosen one he's gonna be the this is great it's gonna be but his story is just trying to get the girl and run off so you understand what his frustration is and i get it now yeah because at first because like you said you read the comments so you see how what people are going through or what mindset they're in right and unfortunately when you read these comments you only get what Listen, the person was thinking about at the second. People were racist as fuck. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> oh, we can get to the racist stuff later. As far as, like, what fans were sold, definitely agree. We were sold something completely different. When you see that trailer and you see the character Finn holding a, a lightsaber, you see him first taking the stormtrooper helmet off and you're like well the only reason a stormtrooper would take a helmet off is because he's a fucking because Jedi. something to do with the fucking force <laughs> well and then the switch the other question is that it's a woman it's a woman who gets to be a Jedi, which is like and badass we, yeah it's but that's not what we're it's almost like we were tricked right into it's the back alley exactly deals. so one of the things that he says in his interviewer that i thought was interesting was that he um his father always said don't overpay with respect you can pay respect but sometimes you'll be overpaying and selling yourself short so i think what people wanted him to do was like even if you had a bad time to suck it up and be like well you should be proud i should be so happy that they chose me even though they didn't know what the hell to do with me which is it's such um it's such a um terrible thing because as minorities and even as a spanish woman mm -hmm. i find myself being like well you know you should just be happy i'm just happy that i'm here when i'm in just fact, happy to be part of the instead team. of saying i deserve to be here yeah and so obviously he's a great actor obviously yeah. directors think he's amazing obviously he he tried out for the role right so obviously yes he's and he never so he never stopped saying i am appreciative i am yeah. grateful because of this it helped catapult my career he doesn't ever discount that but it's but the fans and all the people on the outside looking in are like you should be happy they even chose you you yeah. could have not been but it's like you can't so those of us just watching, all we can do is watch. But this is a guy who is in it. He talks about it at the end of the article, too, about how um, 
um, how the toxic the toxicness of reality can really ruin your childhood dreams. Absolutely, yeah. That and, was... and I get that. And when I read that, I had to read that a few times because it really, actually, really got to me. Because what it reminded me of, I told Nikki the story a little bit ago about how I <laughs> how I was supposed to win this yes. scholarship for a. <laughs> For a, um, a Tropicana speech contest when I was like in fourth grade. And I did it um, <laughs> for stupid petty reasons. Uh, and you'll hear this story one day. But just basically, I ruined this girl's speech just <laughs> out of pettiness. But the thing is, during that time, I felt like I was being pushed aside myself. Because the people, the um, the privileged people who were actually being allowed to win these contests and these scholarships were being given the benefit of the doubt, where I actually had to go in there every single day and do something and actually put up a new speech every day as a fourth grader, you know? And so I get, I can get the it's frustration it, the, the frustration when you come to the reality of the world where, yeah, you can work as hard as you want, but at the end of the day, uh, certain privileges are going to be looked at other than hard work. And listen... He he also goes into the into the article talking about how um, he says nobody else had the uproar of death threats sent to their Instagram DMs or social media. It was always black this, black that. You shouldn't be a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. And so he says that that was his frustration, and that was and no. And he says that nobody else experienced the bias of a franchise because of the race, right? Yeah. But if you think about it, there was also this whole thing where Daisy Ridley, who played Ray, yeah, was getting so for much shit for being a woman. A woman. And then yeah. Kelly Tran got so much shit for being Asian and a woman. Yeah. And, and be- she actually took her Instagram down because of it. Yeah. And so you look at this and you're like, one, fandom is so dangerous and toxic in itself. Yeah. Like, who the fuck? This is fantasy, y'all. This yeah. isn't a bio, like a bibliography. What is it? A biology? It's not your story. Yeah, like it's <laughs> a biography. Like, there we go. I Jesus. get what you're saying because because as as a fan, yeah, you have certain rights to your opinion on things, but at the end of the day, it's not your story. It's it, like it's like when everybody's like, let's think let's think about this in yeah. terms of Batman. It yeah. Um, everybody hated George Clooney. Everybody was pissed off about Ben Affleck being Batman. Yeah. And you know what? I hate Ben Affleck. He didn't do such a bad job. Every, the movie was terrible. Everybody has their least favorite Batman movie. <laughs> but but that's the thing about these these films that... So, I completely believe we're, we're out of ideas in the world. Absolutely. I completely believe that every story we're coming out with is 100% based on something else that came out 50 to 10 years ago. And... I just think that with these stories, unless obviously nobody can, not everybody can afford their own studio. But if you want your own thing put out, put your own thing out. You know, like if you, there's plenty. If you don't like the way they did that Star Wars movie and it frustrates you enough to death threat somebody, just go and film your own thing with your camera and put it out and just shut the hell up after that and watch everybody else clown. Because you know what. It it yeah they're gonna clown you too. <laughs> so this inter so again while I was like yeah. looking through this on Twitter I found this really interesting tweet from at Saint Cake. Okay, it says Harrison Ford Star Wars sucks fans applause John Boyega I dislike Star Wars because of the rampant racism I experience fans well now you're just being ungrateful yeah that's exactly 
what and that's the elitism yeah that's the elitism but it's also just shows just how how toxic fandom could be because you get so wrapped up in it but in reality these these actors were doing their fucking job and they did a great job at it because those he starred what what number was it seven this is number seven number seven seven, nine number seven was the fourth highest gross um grossing film Star Wars film. And okay. Okay. Out of all of them? Yeah, fourth okay. one. So Makes I sense. don't know what the other three were. But the fourth one of a saga that continues for 43 years, yeah. that's not fucking... So get off his dick. Yeah. He's allowed to feel what he feels. The camera's not on him 24-7, so you don't know what he's going through. So, I mean, talking about the way that they... they the type of work that they have to do and the hard work that they do... It's a hectic schedule that they have to do for a big role like that, right? Right. Okay. So, um, in the in the article, he says that you know he felt that when he did voice his opinion, that people were telling him it's a the that he had to keep thinking, oh, it's a role too good to turn down. And I feel like that's the kind of thought that that comes from other people, though. It's not coming from you. Almost like a like an envious thing. Like, like oh, once so you I get it, it, yeah, exactly. Like once you get it, it's like you can't. You almost feel like you can't say anything because you know they're gonna be like, "Well, you should be happy you have it." Yeah, you know. And again, I'll go ahead and admit, and I'm not, and I'm not, um, I'm not concrete on everything. I, if you can convince me otherwise, please do, because yeah. I, I'm willing to learn. And I came down the throat when we were talking about it too, oh, and yeah. saying you the same thing, like, "Well, he should be happy he has it." And I, I spoke, yeah. <laughs> you know. But you know what? I it, sat down and thought about it. House. I spoke to more people, and you know, I completely agree. There aren't there. You can't sit there and think to yourself that you should be happy for something just because everybody's telling you. If if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. It's your job. Yeah. It's your job. Like you're. Let me tell you, you are on set 12 plus hours mm-hmm. for X amount of time. You're around these people a lot, more than your family. It affects your psyche. And of course, he had to go to therapy yes. at some point after the first one. It is perfectly within anybody's right to feel whatever the fuck they want to feel. Yes. And and the fact that he's like, I don't give a fuck what the fuck you Star Wars fans say. Yeah. I fucking did the movie drop bombs it was popping as hell and now i'm moving on to other things that's the other curse of the franchise yeah, is that people you. expect them to do it every single thing that comes along but you then become typecast as yeah. that and that's why a lot of these people who do superhero movies only do three yeah and then they move on um it was just a really interesting it was interesting it was. to see the uproar but when you actually read the article it is it's so minuscule what they're talking about yeah they mention um he mentions about his um and i know it's something you had a definite opinion about about uh, how they were trying to control his appearance yeah so the, he talks about in the article about how like when they were start doing press runs to promote the movie he would pull out um you know outfits that he would want to wear and then he found that the stylist that he hired would cringe almost at the clothes that he wanted to go for. And that there was a hairdresser, because at the time he had let his hair grow or whatever. And there was a hairdresser who didn't know what the fuck to do with his hair. But he yeah. appreciates that he pretended that he knew what the fuck he was doing. He apparently felt that she had never worked with hair of his type. Which is... which is Take that how you want. <laughs> no, it is not take how you want. Yeah. I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it. Like, and and as wonder, a woman... What? Does he hire his own hair people, though? Sometimes, no. Okay. 
And so as a woman with like curly crazy hair, yeah. I there's like I'm not gonna go to a hairdresser who only deals with people with like straight straight hair. They're not gonna know how to do my hair. I mean, I'm just gonna say, as a customer's point of view, though, like, why would you take the job? Because it's just, it doesn't matter. Like, you you're gonna take it. Because no, what I'm is it? I'm not talking about John Boyday. I'm talking no. about the hairdresser. Well, lie. What is it? Lie. What's the saying that you just? You just lie to succeed, right? Yeah, like you, you know, you'll figure it out. It's fake not... it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, fake it till you okay. make it. Which is very big. That person should get fired. In that's very big in the, in the yeah. world. That's not that person lie. should get fired. But he just found he he. He just found that he was supposed to be, like, a grateful competitor. You know, like, the um, American Idol people yeah. who, like, do those shows? You should be so grateful we picked you. Yeah. Now deal with everything that comes now out. deal with all That's unfair. Shit. And I... And I it is definitely unfair. He's never once said, like, fuck you, Disney Plus. Fuck Star Wars. Fuck all you... Fa-. He's not. He's just saying it was a frustrating time. Which is pretty humble to point out, too. Because how many people out there in the world say, fuck this job every single day? Yeah, he waited yeah. till it was completely over. Yeah, you know, it, that's mm, it's pretty classy because I tell my boss to fuck off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really interesting article. I, If you guys are interested in reading it Definitely. and knowing about it, you can find it on, um, it's GQ Magazine UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and read it. Read it. Get your own, I don't know. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a Star Wars. I got to tell you, um, aside from just being a Star Wars fan, it's a very interesting article as far as um, being, at getting a job. In, everybody's been in this situation. You get a job, you're told to be appreciative of just having a job. I don't know if that's everybody. I feel like that's very targeted to people of color. How many times have you and I heard that? Mm. Even better way of saying it then. You and I have conversations. You should be appreciated that right. you're part of the situation. Right. And you know what? The world's changing. And I don't think it's got to end that way. That, that can't know. be the end of the conversation. No, it can't be. I mean, and also, I know you with that, but also when, when you know, there was a recession and people had jobs and they it was toxic and they hated it. Mm-hmm. It's always like, well, it could be worse. You could not have a job. So exactly. Take the abuse. But you know what? That's not the way we should be talking to each other. In art, I understand in the economy, if if the wheel has to be made, somebody's got to make the wheel. The yeah. ditch has to be dug. Somebody's got to dig the ditch. Yeah. But this is obviously a different industry where we we need to start putting stuff that represents the people who are watching. Yes. You know? I appreciate how in this first Star Wars movie, you, like I said before, you don't see any minorities in the dark side. And I appreciate that because they're not trying to paint a bad picture. But then when you really see what's happening and the story develops and you're like, wait a second. So Finn was just a love story. What? Yeah, which is you like, know? okay, yeah. I guess. I remember when we As first... a woman, I was like, oh shit, she a Jedi though. And we got nothing. <laughs> believe me, believe me. We got nothing against them switching it up and saying it was Ray, But that's not what we were sold. Right. No, it's true. It's yeah. crazy. Um, we will obviously want to hear your thoughts about Definitely. this. Check especially out, read with, the article. Yeah. Let us know what you think about this. You guys can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bubble Bath Stories. Yep. You can also catch us and tell us specifically what you do not agree with us about. We love debate. Because I'm on Got No Time For This. And you can find me on IG as well at Nikki Trends. And you can also shout out to our YouTube page, Bubble Ooh. Bath Stories, where you guys can catch up on previous interviews that we've done. Um, Yeah, it's been a really exciting time. It has been. 
All right. Well, we miss you guys. Yeah. We hope you guys have a great week. And go ask everybody what they think. Oh, and shout out to all the teachers and students in New York City. You guys, some of you guys are officially back in school. You guys are the real force. Okay. Yes. Y'all are real Jedis. Anyway, (laughs) we miss you guys. We love you guys, as always. Bye. Bye.